Fairtrade certification has been a valuable tool in the confectionery industry's push for a sustainable cocoa sector. Commitments to source certified cocoa from major chocolate companies such as Mars and Ferrero have helped sales volumes for Fairtrade International's cocoa grow 27% in 2015. But what impact has the industry's fair trade commitments had on farmer incomes in the developing world and on the future sustainability of the sector? Are companies getting bang for their buck? And are they meeting the end consumer's desire for fairly traded ethical chocolate? On the line is Fairtrade's new global cocoa director, Marina Vanin. Marina, the World Cocoa Foundation's chairman has said that cocoa incomes may need to quadruple for the sector to be sustainable. There are also pressure groups that have accused certification of perpetuating a form of poverty light and say that premiums need to be 30 times higher. How do you respond to claims that fair trade isn't fair? I think we do understand some of the comments and in general we think that cocoa prices should be significantly higher. However, we also think that prices are one of the elements we should uh, play and work together against. Uh, but we need to work on several interventions to make them really work. When you say prices need to be significantly higher, I mean, how could that come about and how could fair trade play a role and how could the chocolate industry play a role? Uh, we do the review of our standard and uh, minimum price and fair trade premium every five, six years. We do uh, have uh, market research and uh, field research to understand the situations with the cocoa farmers. Bearing in mind that you say that the prices need to rise, what change will we see, if any? We have been running uh, a baseline study in uh, WAR, and we coupled this one with the living income study, which is uh, now getting to completion. We, use the, we will use this learning to understand which kind of change we'll have to do to the minimum price and the premium, and this review is due to be published next year. Is there some kind of indication that the, 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 the premium will rise? As you might know, we don't have all the learnings yet. We need to understand some of the correlations and how they play in this very complex uh, situation, so I don't have uh, the full evidence now. If it were to go up, how will fair trade remain competitive among the chocolate industry? Fair trade has already lost a lot of market share to Oots, so could any sort of rise in the fixed premium deter buyers? I think we are aiming to do the right things for the farmers and we'll need to find the right uh, way to address their needs, uh, remaining competitive. The chocolate industry is paying a lot of money in those premiums. Are they actually having the in- impact on cocoa farmer income? What we do as a fair trade, we make sure that the farmers' uh, organization decide themselves how best to spend the premiums. Uh, we have some statistics on how they decide in the General Assembly about their development plan. So we know that about uh, 45% is spent on strengthening the organization via facilities, infrastructure, both for them to meet and discuss the plans, but also for uh, drying the cocoa or setting up nurseries for the cocoa trees. It's improving the infrastructure, but is in- improving the income. We are trying to learn as much as possible of what drives uh, uh, a living income. 
uh, so we, we know that secondary um, income is helping to alleviate the poverty and give more uh, food security. And once we have all the learnings, of course, we're going to use them to sharpen our interventions. Why today is fair trade and other certification not bodies, other bodies not set a metric for a sustainable living income and try to bring farmers above that level? Why is that only happening now? I think it's a very complex situation and uh, we are really trying to connect all the dots and I don't think it's easy. I think it was e- if it was easy, it would have been done already. Surely there has to be some give with the, with, with the premium because in y- your latest impact report, it says that the fair trade premium contributed a small amount of additional income, which it, it said was an additional 36 US dollars a year per, per member. I mean, how is an extra $36 justifiable when you have companies that are claiming on their products that they're fairly traded? Does that not leave these companies that are using your logo at risk of litigation while certified cocoa farmers are still in poverty? I think uh, uh, the use of the premium is really in the hand of the farmers on how best they can fulfill their need and drive an impact. We are still learning some of the dynamics and the links between the premium and uh, the income and how we can further leverage our premium in order to address the income. In 2013-14, you had 218,000 tonnes produced as fair trade, but only 71,000 tonnes sold as fair trade. Why is almost 70% not sold as fair trade? Um, We recommend farmers to get certified when they have a pathway to the market. So we try to give the farmers the best chance to sell fair trade certified cocoa um, I understand that, but in 2012-13, you had 39% of cocoa produced as fair trade, sold as fair trade. Then the next year, it was 32%. So why is it going down? I think the cocoa industry is becoming increasingly complex, and some players decided to combine certification with other kind of schemes, and uh, it might be the reason that they make different choices. How do you mean different choices? Different choices, which has some part of the cocoa they purchase, is under fair trade uh, terms. Some other can be under different terms. What you're saying is some of that those, those, those volumes are moving into companies' own programs. It could be, yes. You have um, uh, 129 small producer organizations that hold uh, a fair trade certification for cocoa which is around 180,000 small-scale small scale farmers. Um, that model relies on the cooperatives to be democratic and accountable. Um, now, some stakeholders have said that fair trade's auditing of these co-ops isn't regular and, and, and thorough enough. How do you respond to those claims, and how can it be strengthened? We rely on FlowCert uh, uh, to audit uh, uh, the fair trade standards. Uh, uh, we FlowCert conduct a regular audits uh, with uh, physical inspections of the field. Of the when you say regular audits, how, how, how often? Uh, there is a three-year certification cycle after the initial certification, uh, so there are at least two more audits uh, in this uh, three-year certification. So there are two audits through the th- through the three years. Yes, that's my understanding. Is is that sufficient given the high levels of deforestation in Cote d'Ivoire 
and the overwhelming number of children working in unlawful child labour in the sector, who some of whom are also working on certified farms. I think it's important to say that no certification system can give it 100% guarantee, um, but the system is geared towards uh, the best we can do. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to change the audit cycle. I think we need to be aware that uh, more audit uh, also implies higher costs for the producers, and we need to be aware of that. So there is a balance that we need to strike between uh, charging the producers of higher costs and having more audits. Marina, thank you very much.